Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Coming up on the Hallmark Channel, what do you get when you take an incredibly tall man with stinky gloves, a pie maker who loves to move to Pickering, a hair model who has the beard of an Adonis, and a weird-shaped man who has headphones on? You get Footy Prime the Movie, right here on Hallmark Channel. Let's get this party started. We should have added uh, in, in memory of Danny Dickio, our friend Danny, who is not here today once again. But thanks, JC. Great opening. The name of the movie is Danny's Ghost. Rest in peace, Buffalo Boy. I should stop saying that, though. I really should. Well, in case he is actually dead. One of these days, he's going <laughs> to plummet off a bridge or something. So, a woman drove a car into the, the river by Niagara Falls today. All right? Deach is down there, that area. Could happen. We probably should have researched it a little bit more. But uh And change the dynamic of how we do the show <laughs> by prompting each other with, with rundowns and timelines. Why would we do that? We did a we did a rundown today. Oh, God, look at this. Yeah. The, between the three of us. This. How much is, what the hell? And Alan Scholes. Thank what, you, Alan, for that question. Why wasn't I included in your rundown you discussion? It was on our well, no, uh, dark web. You haven't got the... No, you saw it. You, I, I said, I've got some ideas, and I asked you guys to suggest some ideas, too. Right. Which I think I added to my rundown. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't forward this to anyone. Oh, so you didn't include it in there? No. Oh, no, so no. then your rundown is blind to me. Yeah, it's a blind like, rundown. Got it. Welcome Understood. to Footy Prime the Podcast. Nothing changes. Shaman, <laughs> Dunlop, Forrest, Wonger, and uh, and JC. No, Danny Dickie today, I'm afraid, but uh, he'll be back next week, we think, for our final edition of 2021. At least the tent, because we may do a yeah. virtual oh, yeah. over really? the holidays. Maybe. I think we should do one or two. You think so? It's a busy period. Yes, it is. Eight fixtures per club. Even if it's just Dunny <laughs> talking for 45 minutes about... How Christian Ronaldo deserves to be the champion of the world. If we had a gambling sponsor, the odds would be minus 300 that Speaking that would... of gambling, oh, that's what I didn't do today. Ne- <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. Not COVID? No, not COVID. No, well, it could be, but I don't think it is. Um, that's my first cough today, so... I'm sitting right next to him. Yeah, that's all right. You're all vaccinated. You're fine. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so next week, next Wednesday, will be our, our final before the holiday season, though, and it will be our Christmas party edition. 
with a quiz, which which one are you are actually? That's right. Uh, Vanna White here, JC. He's going to be my Vanna White. Nice. I'll be the Pat Sajak of this quiz, and we're doing uh, <laughs> professional footballers, former professional footballers. So Danny and Craig versus former professional broadcaster. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well done, much. Dan Wong. Thank you very much, Dunlop and Charmin. So, <laughs> two, like, I, someone made a joke about us saying, you know, oh, remember that guy said, oh, a bunch of white guys. And I was thinking about a bunch of white guys making jokes, right? Yeah. Trying and to be funny. Trying yeah. to be funny, whatever it was. But I This was a hate tweet, by the it way. It was a hate yeah. tweet, but I, I take things, you know. Personally. And I said, why did we all get together. It's really weird. It wasn't about being what color we were. It was called unemployment. Mm -hmm. What (laughs) brings us all together was unemployment. So if anyone has a problem with that, that's why we created this. I think our colors are relevant. And we're not funny regardless of our color. No. Well, that was kind of funny what I just did. (laughs) That was was quite funny, yeah. (laughs) Very funny. But yes, we'll be, uh, JC and I, we'll be uh, putting these guys to a test. And then what we want people to do is play along with us. Because when you're listening to this, we'll give time for setup. It's going to be fun. It's a good time. And uh, maybe Charms will be on the couch the next morning. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm probably staying over right. next week. That's the goal, is that you want to get Charms to sleep over? The house will be empty. Yeah. No, no. Is there an echo, by the way? In That's because you're too loud. Longer. What's that? He's not sleeping in my spot. <laughs> I th- you know, it's probably more chance that Craig and Danny rediscover their professional football careers than it is me and Dunlop rediscovering our full-time broadcasting careers. Yeah, you probably what, what right. We'll it's, see. it's a toss-up. Eh? Yeah, I can see you back in golf for West Ham ahead of me and punters working full time <laughs> in the TV industry. Can you? No, but you just you, you know you give it fifth alternate for yeah. the Canadian team. But the problem is, is that you know I haven't listened to advice from older executives that say like you should broaden your horizon to sports that aren't. As niche as soccer, and you haven't quit on this fake accent of yours. No, but so you've pigeonholed yourself. You can do that. Though. You can right. find some other sport. I've been telling you that for your entire career, <laughs> not to rely on soccer, haven't I? I'm stuck. <laughs> You're not. So what the hell are you waiting for? You're a pigeonholed. You've been I, I, pigeonholed. I am pigeonholed. Yep. No, not now. You pivoted right into the Harry Pie business. Well, yeah, part. Yeah, that's a big switch, though. But as far as being within the sporting realm. I can't suddenly get hired to host hockey, for example. As much as I like oh. hockey. I I have to disagree with that because the way I discovered you as a young lad was when you were showcasing all of the wild and wacky sports around the world. And it was like just unbelievable. So I, I don't see why you couldn't go to cheese rolling. <laughs> Go to Bob sledding, uh, men's yeah. figure skating, yeah. wife carrying. Opportunities for you, mate. Don't the skeleton, skeleton is a good Absolutely. one for you. No, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Double yeah. luge. But yeah, you just set yourself up for failure. You could be the Olympics guy. You could totally I, I suppose, be. Yeah. No, but I don't know. I could though. I think in this day and age, you need to have that Canadian accent. Snooker, I could do. That's it. See, that, that would, would that not be a bit of a dream come true? Oh, honestly, I could. Yeah, it would be. I would love to host a snooker podcast yeah. or snooker TV show. It'd be the best. Oh, would you like to commentate on it? I would. Yeah, it's so easy. Slow to get time. That the the atmosphere, the ambience, breathe. You know, which is none. Oh, there's lots now. Are you watching, are you watching the Scottish <laughs> Open right now? <laughs> not, what are you? are you talking about? <laughs> I watched the big one. <laughs> the world, the UK last uh, the World Series no, last the world week. Championship. The World Championship in April. Okay. Oh, actually, we're talking about this. Um, someone was asking me on, on Twitter, actually, about this whole controversy regarding um, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy was a player that complained about losing to an amateur in the UK Championship. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he got hammered for it, right? And someone asked me to explain just what was going, what happened there. So very quickly, so the UK Championship took a snooker. This is that's my dream come true. So um, it's a really big tournament, the the UK Championship, the biggest tournament in the world as far as how many players are entered, right? But there's only so many number of professionals, so they have to invite some amateurs in who get drawn against set professionals, and occasionally the amateurs win. So Sean Murphy lost to an amateur and straight away said it's not fair these guys they shouldn't be invited in obviously sour grapes sounded really really bad and that was the story so now you know sour, sour grapes to me mm-hmm. so that- snooker's like golf right you got Q score to qualify for the professional realm yeah very similar to that so he feels that this guy hasn't paid his dues exactly chance yeah to be my ass yeah exactly <laughs> which, which he did <laughs> my phone's here well you just well Looks like you're just really happy. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am just rocking a huge one because of snooker talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, podium then. Of events to cover, Drawing things to goal. cover. Snooker, the World Cup, or the Champions League final? Which I would rather cover? Yeah. The, the rank, the, put, what's on the podium? How does the podium go? Okay, well, it's simply because I've invested so much of my career into soccer. I've got to put the World Cup number one. And then Champions League final number two. And then in the bronze medal, it's snooker. But it's a tight, tight fought, fought affair. I think it's fair enough to say. Are you surprised? I think he's lying. I think there's actually, I think, I don't know, BBC did it. They do quite a bit with uh, Davies, Davis. And uh, back in the, in the day, like, was that the heyday of snooker? 80s. I think it was. Oh, yeah. I think for sure it was. These guys were household names. Yeah. And I mean, most people will laugh. It was a rock and roll lifestyle for a lot of them. Alex Higgins, Jimmy White, Cook Stevens, Canadian boy. Holy they lived hard. Werbenick? Bill Werbenick, yep. 17 time Bill. In the end. Yep. There was actually, um, what they do with the broadcasts is they do some great little segments. And, uh, you know, I saw one last week, and it's in the bowels of the stadium, the arena where they play the UK Championship, right? And it's Steve Davis, Stephen Henry, Sean Murphy, actually, and John Parrott, right? So <laughs> you're laughing. Bear with me. But you, you'd actually appreciate it because from a TV standpoint, they're in the bowels of this arena, in the corridor, right? Brick walls, sitting on some old, you know, sound equipment cases, briefcases, boxes, just shooting the shit about their memories of this particular building. And it's the two greatest of all time, arguably in Davis and Hendry, John Parrott, world champion, and then the newer guy, you know, Murphy. See, and it's just a great conversation. Over there was that these guys were on the T. There's there was four stations: BBC One, BBC Two, IT. Yeah, I know. Channel Four. You know, that's it, right? Four channels. And then turn the TV up. So this was on all day long. These tournaments were on all day. Lawn bowling was on all day sometimes. And because it's a smaller country geographically, you know, you're watching the same channels wherever you are in the country in the same time zones. So it's a smaller country yeah. physically, but also it's a much small, just a smaller country overall. Yeah. Right? People are together more. And the, the, the national narratives are, are a lot closer perhaps than they are over here where, you know, West Coast, East Coast is so different because we're just almost different countries yeah. in many, many yeah. ways. This is what makes football we great as well. Thorburn on. I bet we could get uh, him on. We were for sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, Cliff plays out of a club in Toronto, uh, the Corner Bank, which is owned by another former professional snooker player. Yep. Yeah. And I uh, know I've, I've been there a number of times. It's a fantastic club called the Corner Bank. Wouldn't and be they know about podcast. who he is. Yeah. Like, yeah most I know. people don't know who he is. And he was like the heartthrob. 
Everybody, he walked down London now, and everybody recognized him. Oh, yeah. The grinder. Was he the Burt Reynolds of Snooker? He was. Even had the mustache. I, well, I know, but he, he yeah. kind of looked like him, right? No, my mom had a huge crush on him. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, that's because he was showing up in those bad tuxedos to play. <laughs> like, you have to play. It's it's kind of a fancy sport, right? Like, you show up in, Your tux. in a tux to play. Yeah. That's really weird that that's a sport. <laughs> although, although it's changed now. Now in, in in the main in the major events, um, they wear the tuxes. But like right now, it's a Scottish Open, and they can wear an open neck. So, what about you and the what they were pushing today on DAZN was the Moscone Open, which is eight, eight ball. Is it eight ball or nine ball? Nine ball, I think. Is it nine? Yeah, yeah I think okay. it's nine ball. But it was teams, so it's nations against nations. But would you really lower yourself to watch? Pool instead of snooker. I, I I will on occasion, but I feel very dirty. Right? It, it's just it's the bastardized son of mm. snooker. That's how a lot of people that live here would describe watching the Premier League and the Champions League in comparison to MLS. Yeah, you would, that'd be the comparison. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the Moscone Cup. My uh, <laughs> well, <but laughs> snooker in the United States was never as big as pool was. No. So Willie Moscone was massive. Was that what it was? William Moscone? Yeah. So the Moscone Cup's named after a pool player? Yeah. I didn't know Probably that. Probably the greatest of all time, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. My buddy, actually, Ben, Aussie guy, is... Uh, is a, one world, why World of Sports? And ABC. ABC. Why World, world of sports. sports? No, I mean, I, I obviously play snooker, play pool a lot in my life, but I played my, my buddy, Ben, who's an Aussie, and he, he's a former amateur champion. Very, very good player. And I played with him for the first time a few months ago now, and then I realized just... It's, it's like playing against professionals in a charity match, but right. you realize that you're not playing the same sport. The same thing. I thought, I'm, I'm a pretty good pool player. You know, I'm a pretty good snooker player. Yeah. Get myself around a table. I'll, I'll maybe take a couple of frames off this guy. Not even freaking close. Mm-hmm. You, know, you give him one one look and he's finished the, he's finished the game. See, the first time I played in a charity tournament with more than one ex-pro, it was a, the D-Row Robbie. And Forrest played and Dickio played. Jimmy Brennan played. Rowan Ricketts played. Tosaint Ricketts, who's still a pro, was playing. I had no business or no faith being on that pitch whatsoever. None. So what's the difference to you when you're playing against these guys? What stands out to you? What's the biggest separation between you and them? Definitely touch. And uh, the sp- any speed advantage that I feel like my 20 years, uh, being 20 years younger, should give me, uh, is there, it's non-existent. I find it's the way, but I mean, avoiding the obvious joke about your lack of speed. Right. Um, when you play with professionals, it's the way they move around the field, isn't it? They glide. And I think you can watch, we can watch a charity match with a bunch of amateurs and one pro, and you can pick out the pro. <clears throat> just the way they move around the field. It's just natural. Well, you know, one thing not that... clunky like, like us. One thing that never caught on here, Craig, I don't know how many times you've been asked, maybe you can tell me it's different in other places, but in hockey, those legends tournaments, those the, the Hall of Fame, you know, games, legends games, old-timers games is what they call them, and this team of old-timers, they would barnstorm, and they would play, usually it was like the police squad of whatever the local city was that they were visiting. I saw Guy Lafleur, uh, I feel both Espositos, a bunch of these older guys. Frank Mahovlich might have played in one of these games too at Windsor Arena when I was a kid. That's not popular over here. But the testimonial games, I'm always surprised by how many times you go online and you type in Paul Scholes Man United and you see him in like this season's shirt in a game. And it's like, oh, that was someone's testimonial. That was someone's legends game. And they, you know, depending on who it is, they sell out stadiums for that. But that doesn't seem to be a thing. In North America, those old timers barnstorming games. No, well, well, the testimonials you have to be at one club for ten years. That's the requirement. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Unless okay. you're Ipswich. Then you're Ipswich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thirteen years. Oh yeah, it'll be next year. It'll be next year. It'll be next year. 
never did get it. Never too late, Craig. Can we can we start a campaign? Never too late. Can now we start a campaign? Third tier, I might get fifteen hundred people. <laughs> fans, dogs, oh, fans, fans who listen to Footy Prime from yeah. Ipswich but Town, exactly the town of Ipswich. It's, it's one of those things that in other yeah. places, right, where I think it's it's more popular. Like here, they do the. I saw Benfica and Juve legends play, or was it Portugal and Italy? I think maybe it was Portugal and Italy. Someone had put this together, and it was like. Um, uh, not Vieira. Who, Christian Vieira was out there. I think Rui Costa played. Nuno Gomes played. There was quite a few names, key key but names. Was this for like UNICEF or something? I feel like it wasn't a charity. This one at BMO, that was someone was making money off this. It oh, was a legend. I, I remember that one actually, but, and it was more Juve, wasn't it? They, there they was were a lot of Juve. It. Was yeah. Del Piero playing in that? I think too? Del Piero was. He was here. He yeah. Might have. Somebody was supposed to come, and then they give it the old. Yeah, it's always someone. Yeah. yeah, like you know, Maradona's coming. His little no, whistle though counts for about a thousand different things. Hey, get me that. <laughs> hey, can you pass me that? <laughs> hey, did you know that guy? <laughs> like he uses that all the time, and I'm always like, no, I don't know what yeah. you're talking. No about. wonder his defenders really? didn't know what the hell he was on about. Yeah. He's barking yeah. back there. Hey, 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 you, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Watson. Yeah, give yeah. me. Give I don't me, know what that giant Canadian means. Give me the finger. Hey Sequoia, stop whistling at us! <laughs> Was that your nick? You must have had other nicknames other than Stacks. Did you ever get giant trees or any specific Canadian? Or Canadian American? Redwood was a Canadian Redwood. Yeah. That's a long nickname, that though, big, isn't it? Uh, that's what the ladies called you, Alex. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, Stacks too, right? It's like, why do they call you Stacks? Why? I don't know. It all depends on who I'm talking to, Charm. <laughs> Because I have a two-digit IQ. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. No problem. <laughs> See, quite clearly you wouldn't ask me that question. <laughs> um, there was, we got a seven-minute conversation out of me setting you up with, have you played in any of these Legends games? Because, as I say, they're popular in all these other places. Before the World Cup, uh, Dero was on tour with R- R- Rivaldo. I think Rivaldo was the only constant. And Dero did a, a couple of stops. With him. They were in Armenia, Baku, Latvia, was and it, then Zenit or something. Two of them? No, it was. <laughs> and it was a sex show <laughs> that you would see in Amsterdam. Bring out the ping pong balls. Yeah, but look at but look where they went. It's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they happen all over the place. I got invited to play in Barbados uh, for they play there every year. Okay, uh, all these, like West Ham, Chelsea, and all the. Well, let's go on the next clubs, one. Yeah. Let's do a sh- let's do Footy Prime away day for your charity game. If you're playing on a charity tour, right, a few games, you know, how long would it take you to get in shape, at good enough shape, shape to play in these games? All depends how big the goal is. <laughs> yeah, you hockey, can't do. It's not eleven. Net. It's not hockey eleven goal? v eleven. Nah, I'll just step in. Yeah, it's seven aside. They bring out like with the kids' nets. I'm always surprised because I don't have children. And I don't spend enough time at youth pitches. How many different size nets there are? Like I only well, know because you're you're not allowed to stay. Well, I guess so. Yeah, five hundred meters <laughs> away from the uh, incident. <laughs> Did you get one of those on? Yeah. Well. Is That's it? why Duddy, the, the unemployment. No, I shoved, I shoved a kid in Columbus because he took the ball off of me and I was injured and it was just at a frustrated moment. It was a fan trip. It was, it was brushed, uh, brushed over fine. I he was had a great conversation with his mother. He was seven. He tripped up. He nutmegged me. No, he nutmegged me and then I, the opportunity came for me to nutmeg him and I tripped on the ball and Sound I had like a, a few drinks. Parks and Isle Berkovich. <laughs> situation mm. <laughs> only there was a camera present yeah but at least I told you the story a little violence <laughs> mm. 
What was the first thing that went for you, Craig, physically? Like when you're playing, like when you realize, okay, you're, you're, you're mid thirties compared to your mid twenties. What was the one thing that you realized? Is it is it your depth perception, your spring, my testicle? <laughs> <laughs> Half as much. Well, it was it was the first thing to go, right? <laughs> Literally. So even before the testicle, there was nothing that you realized. You know, I'm not quite the same. I haven't got this ability like I once did. Yeah. No, it was uh, it, the spring, and then just. Shaq hit it nailed when he when he went to end up going to Dallas I think for a while. And he had a nightmare down there. He was just one year too many. Just gone. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, my legs was every four dives they, they wouldn't work on one or two. But doesn't your experience and your 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 wily veteranisms? Well, yeah, take, to a point. Mm-hmm. Positioning better. Playing at sixty, do you? <laughs> uh, GG. Yeah, in that case, right? You could uh, B- Buffon might get there. Parmalets, I mean, he'll get there if they stay instead of B. So does that marvel you then that he's able to? He yes. went to PSG, played the Champions League at forty-one. Yes. Yeah, there are some freaks, right? There yeah. are some freaks like that goes beyond like, sense, footballing yeah. ability, and you know what I mean. Like it just that's genetics, but spe- but specific and, and to goalkeeping, and, like wanting to still do it. That's that's a big that's a good point. The hunger to maintain that. Look at Ronaldo, right? Yeah. He's still got that fire. That's you can't yeah. doubt. He's got the fire for whatever his motivation is, whether it's trophies or. You know, blunder ors. He's got the motivation. He's got fire in his belly yeah. to continue having that at 37. Hey, you know what? Behind closed doors, I mean, in, when he's on his own, it, he might be terrified of the future. Isn't terrified that sad? of retiring. Isn't that yeah? Who knows? I don't know. Like, I don't well, know. Is he going to be okay doing? You know, I mean, he's going to get asked to do whatever he wants. He's going to have opportunities, but it's not. Does he need football? Same. He needs football, maybe. Right. And you all heard the stories about your teammates who retire. And a lot of them, you know, have tough times retiring. He has the same things, right? Yeah. And maybe there is a real fear there. Like, I don't want to face that just yet. Because yeah. what will I do with my time? Yeah. I think that that's a conversation. years at the top of, your top of like, the world, yeah. like in his case. World. That, I think that's a conversation now that is happening more and more. But it's something where, you know, we can not wildly speculate, but just generally, dis- like, discuss. Genuinely discuss. Uh, because there are f- quite a few ex-pros that have been open about that or got in some trouble and then were open about that, whether it was of their own volition, at least in the first place or not. Um, but, it, you know, you look at someone like Brett Favre a few years ago, no one would have that conversation in a sympathetic way but like oh he's he's not ready to let it go it was just like he's taking rogers place away like what a selfish old asshole or he must hate his wife and it became a cynical thing as opposed to uh, let's stop and understand like how hard might that be for someone to completely switch off and if they've not built some type of empire they can step into but plus you're still top 20 of whatever top 10 it's yeah. like you know when boris becker retired he had just made, like, he lost, but he just made the uh, semifinals of the U.S. Open. And I'm like, dude, you're retiring? But he lost to one of the guys. You know, there's only been four guys in the last, or five guys in the last. You know, it's kind of like, isn't it a bit like Ronaldo and, and Messi? They're so good. Yeah, at this point, there's no need to retire. There's no need to. There's, there's no one pushing them, and maybe that's the difference when... Macron, Becker, and like that, that whole crew got knocked off by Federer. And like Sampras and Agassi just got destroyed mm-hmm. by those four new guys. Well, isn't it? Isn't haven't they earned the right? In that case, they've earned the right 
to to be forced out. Yeah. Right. In that, I mean, is it easy to be forced out when you realize, okay, I can't beat these guys anymore. I can't keep these guys out of my net anymore. Or is it is it worse? Is it better to say, you know what, I'm going to retire when I've got a little bit left in the tank, and then always wonder, what if I continued a bit longer? What's what's better? What's worse? Well, I, I and, don't know. And and are you as an individual happy going in back into you know being a bench player or a bit player or? Is that better than nothing, though? Is that better than sitting some know, guys, next to the wife on the couch all day? Well, that's what Bobby Robson said, right? Mm-hmm. Or walking I don't, into I don't a... want to go to Sainsbury's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> I've got other things. And, and it's right. necessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you coming to Sainsbury's either. Right? Yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few guys that didn't want to have to you know, make the choice, like Wayne Rooney. I've, I've, I honestly thought Wayne Rooney would play until no one would sign him. So if, if that meant now he'd be in Qatar or China, I, th- I thought he would play it, until it, his legs fell off. Didn't he drop off a bit though when he came? Oh no, he did, dropped off. Yeah, yeah dropped like off. it was. Well, I can't say staggering, but it was. If I noticed it, like all of a sudden he was top of the tier. Yeah, but then the, he played so hard, right? And he wasn't. No, no, he was, I, his body wasn't naturally. Yeah. Athletic. I mean, obviously, he's an athlete, but he wasn't naturally an athlete, as far as compared to Ronaldo, for example. Right? Yeah. He had to really work at it because he could put weight on pretty quickly, and he ran himself into the ground every single game as well. Yeah, and he also like reached the top so early. And I, I remember having this conversation because uh, it was at this time where all of these star players were, you know, superstars in their mid twenties, and they'd been superstars for five, six, seven years. It felt like it was like, is the Shelf life going to be shorter? Will they make it past thirty because they were stars at seventeen? And he was kind of like the first one that I think of in that period. Well, who else? Now. I mean, so okay, Cesc Fabregas was one too, right? Very young, didn't play. When did Cesc retire? He was early thirties. Yeah, like from, from, thirty-three. From, I feel like yeah, from like you know, top level football. I'm talking about right. He had a long career as well, though, didn't he? And he, he broke through around the same kind of time as a very a sixteen year old coming from Barcelona. But I'm trying to think if you if you look now at these players, and and really, I think in the last five years, there's such an you know an increase in the stars that stay beyond thirty five. Whereas before, you would get a few, and they were middle of the pack guys. And I mean, might even throw Deech in that category. He played beyond thirty five. There, there wasn't. I feel like as many guys who stuck around that long, but now Thiago Silva, Christian Fuchs, I feel like I can name a bunch of guys over 35, and that wasn't the case 10 well, years ago. They keep an eye on minutes, yeah. treatment, medicine, surgeries. Back in the day when I showed up, such like George Burley had his knee rebuilt, and it was like, man, they just chopped that thing all over the place. Mm. So invasive, right? Okay, but prove so much on that front. But that, that that moves well into a topic in this week's Champions League, right? So you know Liverpool have qualified for the next round, first place. You know got the advantage. Don't still, hide your excitement. <laughs> but he's they're still they're still playing Salah and Mane in a game that means nothing against AC Milan, right? It means nothing, right? And there's so many games coming up. I know there's the Afcon approaching in January as well. But at what point do you need to say to these players, you know what, you know your individual accolades are important, but not that important. We need to rest you. We've got to manage your load management. We've got to manage your minutes because you've got a lot of football coming up over the next month. But, well, probably, you're going to go to African Cup of Nations. You're going to. Well, we're going to use your rates of the. You think that's what it is? Uh, actually, I mean, they'll be used like hell there as well. In three games in, in a week. But right? he, here's a great conversation. I wish that we had someone who was involved in coaching at different youth levels to talk about this. <laughs> is it? 
possible, like Liverpool. Remember uh, when Klopp first arrived, there was a lot of muscle injuries, and everyone uh, uh, removed from it quickly said, "Well, it's it's how intense they are. They do three a days, and it's two a days, and he runs them into the ground, and he burns them out." Is it possible that they alter the training schedule for these guys in particular, allowing them to hit their max and their peak in these games, and? tailor it back in the week whereas if you're joe gomez or someone who's in more of the rotation of the squad or someone who's younger then you're doing the full throttle in the training i'm sure yeah it's probably a good point i'm sure their their training is tailored to accommodate their minutes because at what point is there an element for these clubs as a business and these players as brands to have this lebron approach of this one kid in the stands that came to watch me tonight Mm -hmm. i'm mo salah and i want to be there for that italian kid who drove up from some shit all, small town hours away to see. We all know people and athletes that just love it more than other people. And I would argue they've had these conversations probably. They said, Do you want to play or not? We'd rather you not. And he says, I want to play. Yeah. And it's not about it's not about scoring goals. It's not about where he ranks. Yes, that probably has something to do with it, but it really has to do with he's one of those guys who loves playing. I all the sports I played they were so much fun to play. But if I didn't play it, it was muddy. You know those guys? It's mm-hmm. muddy and rainy. Craig and I talk about it in November. The November rain. It kept, back in the day, they made you stretch in the mud. Remember? It was, <laughs> and you're like, that's the only way to stretch hamstrings? What, are we fucking stupid? But I was miserable. And, you know, 22 yeah. playing for a national championship football team in college or university. And I was still miserable doing that. Yeah. I think you're probably right, but I think also the technology has come so far that they, they test these players all the time as well. They know how many minutes and how many miles Mo Salah can, can go at a certain pace yeah. um, before he starts fatiguing, I guess. There is as that, well which we don't see. We're, we're not pretty well bad information. Like, you know, yeah, if he loves playing and he plays better when he's got that... He keeps momentum. Keeps playing. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, there's that too, isn't there? Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and that you, you know, talk about the load management, you expect to see it in the games, but I think that they're doing this in training. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, training's come a long way since you played a bit, Craig, as far as, I mean, the, uh, the average, how many times you're training, for how long, how much intensity. Yeah, they just keep an eye on it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But also, great, great point was we talk about how short it is in soccer as well. Like you say, you know, to use this, advanced approach this McKechnie approach of load management but for someone like Mo Salah who's in that side knowing uh, if he had an injury even him he'd have to earn that place back he'd have to work to get that spot back so why would he voluntarily take that even if he's told like, oh you'll walk right back into it mm-hmm. that's not that same culture I think understanding right well that their, their shelf life is so 20, short also there's always 20 Lou Gehrig's you yeah. know it's not like hey like, there's always guys coming up who look amazing and would never give another, like, hey, if you give me that shot, I'm yeah. never looking back. Why was Lou Gehrig your go-to reference there? Because he ended up playing, whatever, 2,000 games straight. Oh, okay. And the guy... Isn't it unbelievable that he, the disease like has is, is got the same yeah. name as him? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> So and what are the chances? I'm so wrong. Um, before your ball to, got cancerous, sorry, I don't think we've ever asked, how many more years did you think you had in you? Well, before I died? <laughs> no, no. Or, 
Yeah, prof- as a professional soccer. Mo- no, no, yes. They didn't actually give me a time there, Wonger. Yeah, how much time do we have yeah. left with you, Craig? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Six months, eight months? What the fuck? How much time did you have left playing? Like, were you done with the ball being done, or did you have a few years left in you? Uh, a few years left. At what That's level? Fine. At what level? No, I was okay in the, where I was. I was just screwed over by the West Ham contract. They were going to give you a year, right? You, you thought. Yeah. yeah. And then that went, that disappeared the minute that you had your diagnosis. Yeah. But you, you, you considered though, see, it's about hunger and fire, right? You, you considered MLS, right? But you wanted to play top level. You wanted to play Premier League. Yeah. And that fire was burning pretty hard. Yeah. To a point I had where no you just didn't really dropping down, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's interesting, right? So the fire can burn. Some guys will just want to play football anywhere. Just play football. Yeah. Others, I want to play at the top. Yeah. And, and otherwise, I, I can't play at, you know, Soccer City in a Turbico. It won't fulfill me. Yeah. <laughs> but no. could you... Well, I you, can, but... It, you could have kept playing uh, national team, no? Or did they have problems with your ball, too? Did well, everyone have a problem no, with your ball? They had he, a, didn't, didn't he didn't want to drop my, down. My ball. Yeah. <laughs> Which ball, by the way? The one missing or the one I had? Jeez, you tell me. Which one do you miss more? <laughs> no, which one did they have a problem with? <laughs> right, right here, left. You can't be angry at the old ball because it no longer exists, right? Dude, there's some creepy yeah, doctor with the old Craig Forrest. Yeah, take his fucking left one out. Like, but the, the, stigma, the stigma is attached to the, the present, the new ball, the current ball. Yeah. The remaining ball. A lot more pressure. Because that represented everything, right? A lot more pressure. Didn't one of the Murdoch sons pay like a fortune for the for Napoleon's penis? Paid a what? He paid a fortune for Napoleon's penis. Really? Supposedly. So who had Napoleon's is. penis? Uh, there was at an auction. Uh, it was preserved. Someone. He's a small man, wasn't he? He was tiny, like five foot four. No, that's a that's a myth. Really? Yeah, I just heard it the other day that he was not a small guy. It was. It's a character. So Napoleon syndrome is is not even a thing. It's not a thing. It would be if everyone was five eight. The world. Yeah, well, that time of year, that time of the world, they you're were a giant finished. if you're five eight. In Portugal, yeah. I am walking around in Portugal. I am what Craig is walking around us. Right. I am a giant in Portugal. Yeah. My point. Be my, my point being though that really if Portuguese. you bought Napoleon's penis, he was a small fella. You're not. I mean, what are you getting for that? I mean, you meant to go down to your local Sobeys and get a sausage. Dinner, sausage. Yeah. But a weird one. Like, like exhibit it? Where do you sausage. put it? In your house? Like, people walk in the front door and find the mirror the, in the hallway, there's a case and cased in it. Is, I can't imagine see, a shriveled up 200-year-old penis. Ah, but does it, with rigor mortis, does it, is it not shriveled up? There's definitely some pickle hmm. juice or something that's, you know, really? preserved it. Yeah, really? But I love how Mr. Private School over here is acting like he doesn't know what rich people do with money. <laughs> I haven't even stepped my foot into a private school in my life. Can you please find out more about this Napoleon's penis? Okay, yeah, the Murdoch yeah, yeah. son. Is, is it, do you maybe you dream, you dreamt it? It seems odd. No, I didn't it dream it. It's it was one of his most favorite fever dreams. <laughs> it's oh, let's go over those Napoleon. Champions League. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's go over those Champions League. It's also a storyline in Succession, which is based off the Murdochs. So one of the sons spent like ten million to get Napoleon's penis. Not ten million, though. Sure. And the rest are like, "How could you possibly know?" And well, it's authenticated. It's been two hundred. How could you? Yeah. So it's you signed it. This is based off of some <laughs> one of these rich kids doing this. Really? Now I'm going to Google search Napoleon's penis on my phone while you talk about Group H. We could get ridiculously rich, and you know what we could do? We could get Rupert Murdoch's penis. We uh, all chip in. 
God, can you imagine? Yeah, the guy ruined the world. Yeah. And we get to of all the penises. penises. Okay, you ready? Of yes. all the penises of all yes. the famous people in all the world. A urologist. <laughs> the one I go for. <laughs> an artifact collector named John Latimer purchased the item. Item. His partner Na- was Nigel Nigelson. Napoleon's <laughs> penis. Purchased the item. We have plans for it. Napoleon's penis in 1977 for three thousand dollars, equivalent to twelve thousand eight hundred and twelve dollars in 2020. So my ten million estimation, which was based from the show, which was uh, overestimation. But there you have it. So someone did buy it, but it wasn't Rupert Murdoch's son. Correct. John K. Latimer. Someone bought his penis. It is still held in the family who keep it as a private item. It was described as similar to a, quote, piece of leather or a shriveled eel, end quote. There's just too much money in the world, isn't there? to see if this is even like... They got any DNA of yeah, Napoleon left? It's not Napoleon's. Really? It's Steve Napoleon's. <laughs> yeah. It's his, it's his ridiculous, dumb, older brother. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. In, his inbred cousin yes. from... Yes. But oh, no, not Steve from Versailles. Someone spend the money on that. They could sponsor our show and give us a 12 grand. Go like buy some new mics. We might need new mics. We do need new mics. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, back to the Champions League. Okay, Liverpool. I, which was an exciting finish. Can we talk about Barcelona being out, Benfica being in? Yeah, that's just, because yeah. if you told me that when they were drawn in a group with Bayern fucking Munich, I would have said no way, and I would have bet you whatever you said. Even whatever you want. knew about Barcelona then, even then, Barcelona. You've been reading about them lately. It's still Barcelona, and it's still Doesn't the champ. Matter. Look at the mic for like man for man. You know, You're what? telling it's me you take you Benfica that. over over Barca. I must admit, so I, I tuned in today, right? And I'm going through the the games and the zone, and straight away, Bayern Barca jumps out. Oh, there we go. Of course. Na- naturally, I went to that game before I thought. Actually, who gives a shit about this? Because Bayern's through. I thought Alfonso. Okay, I watch it for that. But yeah. but again, it's like it's not the Barcelona that was Barcelona of a couple of years ago, right? And it hasn't got the same draw as it once did. Yeah, and Luke De Jong and Memphis think, Depay okay, don't close. do it for you. Not even close. Luke De Jong and Memphis Depay don't do it for you. They don't, know. <laughs> That's okay. I've seen Javi Prats around the sidelines. But is it a surprise? Nice. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Is it a surprise? Messi leaves, Barcelona fails... Is that surprising? It shouldn't be a surprise no. that they failed because no, Messi's point. left. It's, it's, but it is a surprise because they still have you know an all-star team, what you would describe as one of the best world 11s. They should, should be able to field that. Um, but they, they're they not able to play to that standard. This is what makes the Champions League so great, right? This is the test because they're, you know, top five in, in La Liga. And Sevilla's second right now, and they didn't get Barcelona through. Barcelona is seventh. They didn't get through. You got two I Portuguese know, teams in the last 16. That well, well, never happens. Well, maybe things are shifting, right? Look Barcelona at, look at, um, I mean, Real Madrid's through, right? They're eight points clear at the top. They're going to run away with the La Liga this year. Look at the best team in Italy right now. Who's that? AC Milan? AC. First place? Napoli, I think. I thought I heard today that Milan was, uh, entering in for, I could be wrong. But, it's, but them and Napoli have been back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Regardless, they were terrible today. Well, I also just found out terrible. that teams also get pushed down to the Europa, which is once again <laughs> the most ridiculous. Like, have you heard about the Conference League? Because that's the most ridiculous. I know it's that. It's still the most ridiculous is having that championship game, super championship, super cup, super cup before the season when no one's in shape. That's why they have it. No, so but that, so that's they they have it. It's a show. It's a showpiece, and the, yeah. and it's also they put it in some part of the world that they can fill uh, a venue uh, yeah. and just cash in. So yeah. they play in Baku or one of these Eastern European places that Diro and Rivaldo will go to. Right, yeah. right. It's anyways. Look, 
I get it for the money. It all makes sense. There's fans who'll pay for that. That's the only reason soccer exists, Walker. For it's, the money. It's fantastic. Sick. But at the same time, on a on a on a fairness how to run a tournament. Like if you're gonna hey, let's have run a tournament. Hey, you just came seventh. Now you're playing for the top of fifth. <laughs> and if you win, you get to play for the first place super championship. Now I'm confused. Yeah. Oh, but you so you're putting all the value on the super cup. Oh, yeah. Actually, don't put any, don't put no, any value I'm not. I'm saying that they call it the Super Cup. Oh, right. right. There's nothing super about it. The Champions it. League champion yeah. versus the Europa Cup champion. But it comes from this English idea where they have the league champion play the FA Cup champion because oftentimes it's not the same one. And it's like a, a soft launch to the season. What if it's, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a big summer party? What if you win all it's a curtain raiser. They have Charity Shield. Carabao, oh, was, uh, right? Who played? FA, oh, yeah, FA right. mm-hmm. Cup, and the, the Premier. Yeah. What, you play yourself? Uh, no, the runner up. Yeah. It's the, so yeah. it would usually, it's the FA Cup. It meant more in the 80s. Players. It meant more, maybe it's because I was younger and my team kept winning it, but it, it did mean more. The Charity Shield seemed to mean more or more of an occasion. It didn't mean more as far as oh, the trophy like itself. Said, only four channels. You know, yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah, you're right though, again, yeah. Well, the FA Cup was so massive too. You know what it is? You know how it doesn't matter like what stage of your life you're in, the Labor Day is like the official end of summer? Would you agree? Uh, like Labor Day weekend. So I would agree until last year when I've changed it to September. It's it's September 21st now. You were wearing white pants Why? in October. I saw you. Yeah. Why? You've, I, you've personally changed it. And because, all your posture changes. Of, like, of climate change, my friend. It never used to be 28 degrees in September like... 30th. Now it is. So it's still summer to me. <laughs> My kids went swimming in Georgian Bay on Thanksgiving. It was 20 degrees in Georgian Bay and they went swimming. That is ridiculous. I was at a cottage on uh, September 1st in the Kawarthas. So this was before Labor Day. And Elena flew to Calgary to do some show. And uh, when Martin. she landed, it was snowing. There was a foot of snow when she landed. And I was still at this cottage. 32 degrees in the Corthus. Ah, let our kids worry about it. We'll be dead. How about Ajax? Ooh, perfect. X Hammer, Sebastian Haller. Three teams were perfect in, in qualifying. In qualifying. Rashid in just got phase. their asses kicked. They're, they're not at that level. It was a great group no, phase, actually, I thought. No, they got some injuries, too, but they're, uh, yeah. Group phase, gets, group phase gets a lot of yeah. bad rap over recent years, but this year it was a lot of fun. Some great games, some great goals, yeah, great performances. And, and I think it shows, too, that, like, you know, the entitlement that some of these leagues and some of these teams have like Dortmund are consistently challenging Bayern for second in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. you'd expect them automatically to advance out of that group but they didn't Sports well, not only that through. I watched the Besiktas sorry is that right yeah. Good enough. and Dortmund play yeah. and Dortmund crushed them and I was like oh Dortmund has to be amazing and then I'm watching them going the next game I'm like oh well that wasn't very good Dortmund yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. surprising. Dortmund is and Dortmund's going already to the Europa out. League. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Going to win that now? Well, that's it. Some of the Europa League will be. Oh, shit. Really? Right. And you know what's sad watching the games today and yesterday, how the empty stadiums in Germany, they've pulled yeah. back. It's just a stark reminder that we're not quite out of the woods yet. And, and it just reminded me how shit the games were the last year or so without the fans and how much they bring to the experience. More so than at the Allianz for Bayern and Barca, which is a marquee fixture that place would be amazing, was Salzburg because Salzburg pulled off the upset, knocking off Sevilla, and they celebrated an empty stadium in Austria. That was shitty. Yeah. Yeah. We're not We're not out of it. See, Jesse Marsh got canned by... Uh, yeah, it's Red unfortunate, Bulls. eh? Leipzig. These Americans... Didn't, didn't work out five months in the job. 
But top job. He'd worked his way up. Yeah, through the system. From New York Red Bull manager to Salzburg. So then he got European experience in the Europa League, the Champions League. Then he got the big job. And, like, Americans don't get those big jobs. And I just always felt like, shit, that leash is shorter. If they're not, you know, top five advancing out of the group, like, because he might not make it to Christmas. Well, what were they? Yeah, that's I mean, how I felt. Was he fired after them finishing third in the Champions League? No, he was fired uh, before today's game. Oh. Play today, right? but, but they came into match day six knowing they weren't advancing. That's yeah. the point. Well, yeah. this is a good tangent on the old uh, Chris Armas, who seemed to fail, fail, fail up or whatever. He fell fail up. As uh, a yeah, term, as yeah. we said in the podcast on on Monday, he definitely landed on his feet and yeah. failed up. Yeah, so he gets fired from TFC after twelve games. Next job is as an assistant at Manchester United. Good for him. Yeah, I'm really happy for him. And I mean, does that happen to players? That was my my question in our in our little. Like, are there players that fail up too that they just keep giving money to, and you're like, dude, what, what, why? Uh, so Phil Coutinho uh, scored and played. No, excuse me, didn't score in the final, but he played in the final that Bayern won. He'd he'd scored in the lead up. It was the semifinals maybe, and he hadn't got yeah, a game right. at all. And he was on, you know, discarded on loan at Bayern, which they did to James Rodriguez. Real Madrid did to James Rodriguez. And, Barca followed suit, and then uh, ends up winning the Champions League. Ends up back at Barcelona, and he's can't get a game. He's yeah. on the bench, and now he's he's the super sub, or used as a sub in the seventy seven. Even minute. at Bayern, though, I know he scored some big goals, right? But he wasn't as if he was bossing it there. No, right? no. But there, since he left Liverpool, he was never the same player. Talk about old young guys. There's another one. He's not thirty. Yeah, no, yeah, like, exactly. Might not make it. I was thinking, uh, Josie Altidore was a player who, who failed in England, failed, and then had this great, great opportunity to come to Toronto in MLS again, big money, and succeeded. Yeah. Right? From from being a laughing stock in England, which he was, sadly, it's not fair, but again, an American who he, had a tough play? time. Sunderland, Sunderland, Hull. Sunderland, right? No, I remember that. Hull, he was young at Hull. It was Hull was in the Premier League back then, right? Not yes. when he was there. Yes, I don't, yes it were. Yes, I think it was. was. Josie? Yes, he was there. Yeah, that was the reason Hull? they could Was it Hull? Yeah. I thought they went down. Okay. Steve, I think Steve Bruce was the boss at the time right. there. But still, I mean, he, he struggled, to the very least. And then he got a great contract at TFC seems, and, and bossed it there. So. But it seems coaches, more than any part of sports, seem to fail up everywhere. Like, across sports, there's like, well, English oh, give coaches. him a job because he had a job before. Look at Steve and Bruce. Look at Sam uh, well, yeah, but Media broadcaster, too. It doesn't... doesn't <laughs> Are we fighting up or fighting down? Wait a second. <laughs> there are a lot of times I feel like this is way up. I used to watch a lot of shit games and stay up to stupid hours. This is way up. You're in a tent. Getting fired in football is... Yeah, but we own not. the tent. Actually, no, it's my girlfriend's tent. We don't own the tent. <laughs> it's part of the job. It isn't like getting, you know booted out of some other job because you, you know, in business or something. Media. It doesn't mean you're bad at it. Yeah. It's part. Of, it's just part of the job it's description. Part of it. As John Herdman joked Most with us, right? Well, but, 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 okay, but for managers, there are certain guys that are relegation experts and they still get hired by someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Steve Bruce, I mean, I, I, far between though, aren't they? I think Steve Bruce gets a bad rap. He's not a bad manager, but yeah. he, he never gets the big job because he never does a great job wherever he is. And then he keeps getting hired by other clubs. That's, that's something that you fall into circumstantially though, right? Well, you end up being in that situation and you've had some success with it. And talk, we were joking about you being pigeonholed, but I mean, would you not say that Sean Deitch is that? There's not, there's not a big club that would, that looks joking. at him and says, Sean Deitch, 
have a go at this team with a budget. We've discussed him before because a really good question is what is next for him? Because yeah. at some point he must leave Burnley. At some point. One day. He won't be there until he's 100. So he'll leave. So will a club like a, let's say a Villa standard, like a, yeah. big, a big club, not, not a top six club right now, yeah. um, would they take a chance on Sean Dyche, who's worked miracles really at Burnley over the last of, what, five, six years now, must be? Right? Really he's, to keep that team up. It's, it's yeah. quite amazing what he's done there. Incredible. Will he be given a chance? I don't know. I don't. I think he has to go somewhere else first. Well, you said the we were before they named Ren, Renyek. You'd said, well, why not have a look at Graham Potter? If you're looking at mm-hmm. you know younger managers who play a good style, who you know do a lot with very little, like why not someone like that? And it's like, well, because it's that's not United's brand. It's, it doesn't align with it. Whereas the unknown to the to Manchester anyway, Greater Manchester, uh, but the the champion coach of the Portuguese league that ticks the box at least they can it's sexier, you know, roll right? the dice in that Whereas yeah, Graham Potter's matches. name's Graham to start with yeah right which isn't you know a great managerial name looks better with the beard though looks better with the beard now um, his teams play great football tiny wage bill um, I think the beards make a big difference for him actually you mentioned it earlier this season and I didn't think about it until that point you know you're right yeah I, I respect him a lot more now you know who uh, there's a there's a couple people that's beards or tans like totally change it. Bruno Lage when he was at Benfica he would wear the training gear and he he didn't look um, the part didn't look like the big club manager and now at Wolves will he'll pull the English sweater over of uh, the training polo and it just he totally looks the part. He's got this great tan all the time. He looks good, right? Looks yeah, it. I know. I had an, another answer for failing upwards. It was today because you you text it as I had four games on. Remember um, we did a rundown and that was one of them. That's the, that's what I just remember called the, conversation. Remember the, remember the pre-pod meeting we had. Remember? Yeah, it's a good one, wasn't remember? it? Remember? Yeah, because we were on a conference call. Yeah, it was and great. We all were there, and yep. for some reason Brendan didn't. Deech show was up. there even when this way to Buffalo <laughs> showed up for it before his Buffalo. Where were you? Trip. And all the management and all the, the ad yes. team and our editor, yes. right? Our, our our social media team as well, the affiliates, the interns, eight interns that you hired. Bill Gates was there. My ten. Yeah. Ross Barkley couldn't cut it at Villa last year, and he was playing in the Champions League today. That's a really good one, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. he's kind of, I wouldn't say rediscovered himself at Chelsea. He's not rediscovered he's, himself. He's getting minutes though, isn't he? Yeah, Tuchel's very much using him as a tool to have more depth without losing uh, the quality and the ability to play in that same attacking format. Is that, would you describe Tuchel as like, it's an attacking press style that they play? Tuchel? I, I feel uh, as though that, you know, they don't, not that, that they abide by the eight second rule, but they right. do play what you would call a very aggressive off the ball style. Yeah, they're aggressive for sure. And, and, and he's back. got energy. He's a, a real pit bull type. Sorry, I, eight second rule. It's not what you G- might gag think. press. Also not what you might think. Gag and press. Is Gag and press? This that sounds a little dirty too. Is this a high intensity, high work rate style of uh, if you lose the ball, you have eight seconds as a team to win the ball back. And Rangnick was kind of the, the godfather of that. Right. And Armis, who yeah. when, when Rangnick was at the top in Germany of the Red Bull system at Leipzig, Armis uh, totally embraced this uh, at New York and MLS. Yeah. And the Red Bulls were very successful with it that season. They won the Supporters' Shield. So automatically, whether they had many exchanges with each other at that point or not, he was definitely in the good books, having successfully employed the system in a totally different place. The baseball caps really helped Tuchel. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> Looks less um, weird neighborish. 
<laughs> yeah, weird neighborhood. That's a very good description. Yeah, the one that our parents always told us. Yeah, to stay away from. Stay away from that one. Stay away from yes. number thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because when he was at PSG, and this is also unfair. Number forty-six. <laughs> what's, what's with our parents? I don't know. Call the cops. They're you awful. Dicks. He had that foot injury at at PSG, right when they were in the final, and he he always looked like such a dweeb, and he was like he looked like he was trying to dress better. He wasn't in the training gear which he wears at Chelsea, right? He was he was always in nice shoes and nice clothes and just like he borrowed them from someone else like he had a cool friend that gave him cool clothes but they didn't really like look good on him did you always have style you're very stylish. You think so? No, uh, no. Charmin repeatedly says, since I've no, joined no. you, I'm You're the, the most... least stylish I've ever no, been. No, no. Least stylish you've ever been. You let yourself go, for yes. sure. <laughs> you coming down to our level doesn't surprise <laughs> me. But have you always, like, at 12 years old in grade 6, no. 7, were you stylish? I got it in high school. Right. Once I started working at a restaurant where uh, no, all the, the, waits, the, dresses them. the wait staff was attractive and the wait staff was college age, okay. that's when I got so You were 14? 15? 16. And you and they were 18, 19 year old. They were in their 20s, these girls. 20s. Yeah. Fantastic. When he came to the school, he was considered a real douche just because he cared about his appearance. <laughs> yeah, you and Chris <laughs> give a shit. You That's what you guys said when I was all the time when I was when I was hustling <laughs> when I was hustling hard when I was archiving all of the F1 footage that I hoped you'd use in a feature on Sports World. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys said about me? Because he used to sculpt his... It, 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 I think it was the, 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 the pork chop sculpting. Yeah, I used know? to line up my beard, and it was not a pork chop. I didn't have pork chop sideburns. No, far from it. They were like uh, cultivated, <laughs> manicured sideburns. Yeah, they were pointy sideburns. Pointy ones, right? Yeah, that never, was the I never liked the time. pointy sideburn. Never. I had a Euro mullet, and whatever Ronaldo had, I had some yeah, older right, yeah. variation of that, basically. <laughs> That was that was my style of the score. So yeah, I can understand why I wouldn't be accepted by you. Lot. I saw someone saying uh, so. Better Ronaldo. So Rooney is, I think, four or five months younger or older He's than younger, Ronaldo. Younger. younger than Ronaldo. Mm. And he was in the stands um, Old last young week. Guy. And you've seen Ronaldo oh, out there doing yeah. his thing, and then we see you see Rooney looking like a manager now. Yeah, put a few pounds on. He's got a beard. He's grey. And there's Ronaldo doing his thing on the field. We shouldn't be uh, boxing and stuff like that with people who shouldn't be boxing. <laughs> in the kitchen with a few beers in him. <laughs> that was yeah. the best thing ever. Phil Bardsley. Phil Bardsley. Oh, I was going to say that was a quiz answer. That that would be a quiz answer. Yeah, great one, actually. There yeah. you go. Did you see this video? Run the tape back. Pardon me? Did you see the the video of uh, Rooney getting decked in the kitchen? Knocked out. Like, they were fighting in the kitchen. Like, play boxing. fighting, intentionally. Yeah, yeah. They were Like, they boxing. drunk in the kitchen. Phil yeah, Bardsley, who's a fullback. I'll pull it up, Wonger, and we'll have a look. Phil All Bardsley, right. another scouser, and, and a journeyman scouser. Good little player, actually. Um, right back, and, and they're boxing, like, just sparring. With gloves on, I think, right? Yeah. And he just catches Rooney, and he just drops into the floor. This is, like, during yeah. the Christmas break or something, wasn't it? It was yeah. Christmas break, yeah. And he's like, break, he yeah. didn't hit his, like... Oh, the, the was this a big Archer. kitchen, or is it one of those small, flat... Oh, no. It's a millionaire... Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Kitchen, so, like, yeah. the kitchen... Yeah, but he still he almost whacked it. You almost did. Yeah. I could have done. It, it was, like, near the... He landed near the but island. Just dropped, like, were they sack both of playing together? Like, were they on the... They're friends. Barsley was not on United at the time. But they were... He was at his peak at this point. Oh, yeah. Rooney was. Yeah. Yeah, and then the insurance company came in and said, "If you ever, <laughs> I'm sure, do yeah. that again." Well, Fergie was not impressed. No one could be impressed because <laughs> some the worst part is someone filmed it and then released it. Yeah, who, that's what, what, what of your buddies in this room right now? Let's say, say Deesha's here. Who would be the one to to? Uh, <laughs> ding ding! I would be Craig. Here we're gonna show. <laughs> Craig would record video. it. And then would he, he? He wouldn't know how to send it though. Oh, good point. As you're listening to oh, us, he's got a real left jab, that dude. Oh no, they they know how to box. 
McGregor, well aware of how the show flows, has pulled out his phone to show Wonger this video. As they sit on the other We're side of the box next Wednesday. I've got some gloves. I love sparring. You've been wanting to get me to go to your boxing gym like the entire too. time I've known you, and I know this is just so you could justify <laughs> kicking my ass. No, you cannot wait to ruin my that face. You've always been like this mentor, like, hey, you should be on you know, fitness. It's a great way to relieve stress. Like, oh, I know you got a shit boss in that new department you're in. You really should, you know, have a go at this boxing gym on the Danforth. Here's the location and call this guy Kareem. He'll take you. <laughs> I just want to mess up that beautiful face. They're still watching the video. Uh, my aunt came from New York and brought uh, a pair of boxing gloves. And and uh, my brother and I would spar. He was for a whole And my brother hours. knocked me out. <laughs> did he? My brother knocked me out. Oh, did he really? Like so you'd be knocked in out the kitchen? Uh, in the basement. Oh, shit. Yeah. With gloves on? With gloves on. For Well, I can't say he knocked me out. He knocked me down, and I thought that was enough. Yeah. Because he was also, I was about 5'2", and he was about six foot. And he just, and I didn't realize fighting, when you fight on the street and, you know, get in those fights, you don't, you can basically tire someone out. Yeah, like, absolutely. But yeah. boxing, you're, you don't have a lot of room. It's incredible. And a bigger person you're tight. beat you. Silly. <laughs> I, I was sparring with, uh, do you know the uh, the movie The Giants of Africa? Yeah. The director, Hubert Davis. Uh, I used to spar with him, and he's a big boy, six foot seven. His dad was a Harlem Globetrotter. And sparring with him, reach, and he got me in the chin. And, and I've never been knocked out before in my life, but I was very close. I was on one knee, and the whole world was going around me like, holy shit. <laughs> All right, Hubert, I'm not going to spar with you again. So it's going to be footy prime <laughs> slash fight club, the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, wait, wait. No, Dickio's coming, isn't he? Shit. Oh, shit. oh no. I don't yes. want to spar Okay, who would leak the video? Well, well Craig. I, I said that Craig would record Craig. it. Yeah, but, but Craig would record it, and he'd send it to like one of his friends. Like, well, Pesci. His, his daughter to do it, to send it to the. Yeah, but he'd send it to the wrong. What's what's Pesci's first name? Paul. Paul. He'd send it to the wrong Paul, and it'd be some Paul that would like, yeah, post it on Reddit, and then we'd all be fucked. That would be it. <laughs> what's that whistle mean? <laughs> God, to be one of your. You know, can we get all of his old central defenders? I just want to get and and just one question: Did you ever understand what Craig was saying if he wasn't using words? No. No. Never knew. <laughs> Whistle loud enough. <laughs> Do you like kind of really wish you could though? Yeah. That really good whistle. Yeah. Yeah. No. Me too. You were around a lot of go- goalies that would have managers been managers have a good whistle. Like, anybody manager a good whistle. Is- like even even it. without yeah. the fingers, without the fingers, prerequisite. Like, Phil yeah. Phil Brown had that. I remember like we would. Well, we used to have him on the Footy Show a couple times, so I felt like at least I paid more attention to Hall's matches. <laughs> and uh, he used to whistle like you'd always hear on the broadcast. Didn't matter what ground they were in, you know, it didn't have to be empty, and you always heard him whistle. It's a great tool. Imagine if you're the the left back though, and like and he's right there, and he just oh. starts right in your ear. He'd be like, "Shut up." Stop it, McGaff. I know what you're talking about. That's Please. why Aaron Juan Basaka just tunes out the bench because Michael Carrick for the last 15 years is whistling. <laughs> That's how he got the job. Hopefully, Armas is a big whistler. Yeah. So, yeah, back to that. So, so uh, fall, failing forward, failing upwards. upwards. Failing upwards. Yeah. Do you have like any? Donald Trump failed upwards, right? Yeah, I'd say. He keeps failing. He keeps failing. He keeps failing. He got equivalent of a, what, uh, three... Mil- three hundred million dollars from his dad, yeah, and just keeps failing. No matter what up. he does, he succeeds in some weird kind of way. Yeah, and then brings his kids along. You know, it's that whole. You know, it's uh, Jared Kushner 
couldn't get into Harvard, so his dad bought uh, a three million dollar building. Mm-hmm. You know that. Kind Thomas of- Graveson went to Real Madrid from Everton. It's kind of failing upwards, right? Because he was good at Everton, real good player, but he wasn't at Galatico. <laughs> Craig Forrest, um, footy prime. It's true. Failing it's upwards. It. He, uh, failing up. No, this tr- is the top of the top of the heap. So he's <laughs> but when he, of the crops. But it's top of the heap. <laughs> I think I failed upwards. I'm happy now. You're That's happy. Be good. Holy shit! Were you unhappy at the end? Oh yeah. Totally. Was there like was it daunting? Did you see the clock ticking on your or was it surprise? Was the writing on the wall? Ooh. Is it what you're trying to say? No. Well, you know me. I can't. No, the writing wasn't on the wall. I think just like there's there's a climate of complacency in corporate Canada in general, I think, and that uh, very much seeped into the walls of certain places where I occupied and maybe I Adopted some of that myself. You guys knew when you were leaving because we the contract. Well, we weren't told, but we knew. We, we figured it out. We, we saw the writing on the wall. Big I hear, letters. You, I hear you guys. Red rum, suck. red rum. Yeah, <laughs> the big, on the wall. It were big, big bold letters, weren't they? Yes. <laughs> well, it's three letters yeah. that disappear. EPL. Why is no one replying to us? It was like you know what? <laughs> they didn't give a fuck before. Now they really don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like we were ghosts. We were a bunch of Caspers. Oh. Casper. Friendly ghost, friendliest ghost. Yeah, was that it? That was me. It's kind of awkward. Remember the last show? It's kind they of awkward. Right? In the elevator once. Okay, yeah. when he said ghost, what did you think of? He went Casper. I thought of a JC I talking about Demi, Demi Moore. That's what I. I thought Whoopi Goldberg and Pat- get off yeah. my train. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's usually your voice. But I, see, I'm the one to think of Demi Moore, the beautiful Demi Moore awesome. in that movie. I, I thought of Whoopi. Best. I always thought Whoopi had something. A lot of fun, Whoopi. She was in that she great Ted Danson still. No, but she dated him for a long time. Yeah. Whoopi? Yeah. 30 years ago. Wow. Was it 30 he, years ago? Was he it? showed up in blackface at uh, at her at her comedy roast. Was that was he criticized yes. for it? Or is oh, a comedy yeah, roast and his, was, his missus was, is black it, and I'm sure yes, he's not was, doing uh, it out of a racist... I mean, At the time it was funny. No. It's before at the time it was inappropriate was also. Oh. I don't think blackface has ever been the right move. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's ever been the people right move. People out there, footy underscore prime at Twitter, we... Blackface is never, never how, about been wearing, the how about wearing an Afro wig? No, I think that's fine. Have how, you not seen the old show Room 222? I only do it because this is like a nice to wear hair again. Yeah. <laughs> and straight hair would just look awkward. He wants to be yeah, Bob Ross. Not- There's a show called Room 222, mid-70s, red Afro, like ginger Afro. Oh, I know a guy, yeah. Remember that guy? You knew a oh, ginger I know, Afro I know a guy. Yeah. Jeez. So Remember Jason Dizel, Ipswich Town? Yeah. Yeah. Name, Spurs. Yeah. yeah. His brother. Oh, wow. Because his mom was I actually think you mentioned that before, a big red afro, right? Yeah. You'd think you'd shave it off, wouldn't you? So she'd be in like 6'8". No, well, that six gets you eight. a 7'2 with an afro. Oh, it's massive. Dude, if I could rock like a tight, like a really good afro. I, if, if, I, if I could, I would. I love afros. Awesome. That's great. not my intention when I'm putting on that. Like, I'm just I'm trying to no, look like a... No, your intention is a disc... It's not that you're black, though. It's just you're a going back Disco goer. You're a yeah. disco guy from the 70s. You could be from Sardinia or from... Unless you're racist, I think, then you're a racist. But I think there's racist. pictures somewhere, Craig. I think Craig's face, going... Like, I wouldn't be racist. I'd just be like... Authentic. Craig's worried about being canceled. I, I, I think Craig's done blackface before, so I think. <laughs> no. Many years ago. because no, I was wondering where that... Where does it all go? Or just, just like... 
that can't be good for you. It can't be good. I mean, it's going to at some point come up and and bit, bite you in the ass. Look at look your at body's got a Justin. Your your buddy. He, he's talking about the makeup. You're talking about, about the makeup. <laughs> what it means? Okay. Your beard looks great, by the way. It's but it is very yeah. It looks very good. Hey, at that I, I, I don't want I don't want to end beard. us, but I do want us to get to. Uh, no wait wait. He, no, he, he, no, he, no he, I have another story. I am complimenting my mentor here. He's saying nice things about me. Leave me alone. It's very you know, last week you ripped me for wearing a hat and for like, like, like you know five what? years last old. Last week was weird. That was the weirdest virtual we'd ever had. None of us uh, had energy except JC. Yeah, I know. I wasn't. Yeah, I was not for it. But last you know what? The diffi- it's difficult to give each other energy on mm, that fucking it virtual side. Back to my beard. Yeah, you look. You sniffles. <laughs> yeah, he did have the sniffles. I'm complimenting James Sherman's beard on uh, Night you. Nurse. When did he have a beard? Neo Citrin. He has a beard at the moment. Look at his face. No, he that's not a beard. That's like it's two double. days growth. So is mine. Two hours growth. You are one hairy son of a bitch. I'm Portuguese. Oh my god. Only half. half. I can only imagine your lunch kit. <laughs> is it all over the place? Oh. You, <laughs> there's the promo. Let's, let's, yeah. Uh, about time you finally admitted it. I knew you when well, you looked at me you've been imagining my lunch kit. <laughs> It starts at his neck. It goes to his toes. <laughs> if Napoleon's There's lunch kit's worth, right? if Napoleon's lunch kit's worth twelve grand, what's, what's yeah, how much would mine go for? <laughs> well, you get all the you get all the pubes. Yeah, so it's extra. <laughs> what did they say? It looked like that. They said an eel or something. A shriveled eel. Shriveled eel. Like that. Like rhino skin. <laughs> you look like Wayne Rooney. The beard. Oh, thanks. It's not the, that great. The beard. The beard. At the moment. How about Ibra? He's forty and he's still going. Meanwhile, yeah, he's not a freak. Rooney. Isn't he? He's, he's, he's freak. Uh, in a wheelchair. He's demanding a two-year extension. Is he? And I feel like their Champions League exit will be the reason he doesn't get it. What if they win the league? But, but the Can finances. Though, back I think the... that the finances for them going farther in the Champions League, even one more round, is more than them winning the Scudetto. How many goals he scored this year? Yeah. Well, we can look that up on the up. internet. Because um, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, if he's not going back to AC, would someone take a punt on Ibra just with all the baggage he brings? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's still it's someone in the PL would in a second. Didn't you watch Sunderland till I die? When the owner came in there and said, "Why do you if you got Ibra on your scouting list?" Like, well, he's a player that would uh, you know would, uh, would but the he, he can change. <laughs> if you have a seventh place team. But he's forty now. I'm, I'm saying I want to get stats. I haven't watched any Syria this season. I, know, but I, I don't know. Yeah. So um, I'm just saying. And listen, Ibra Zebra. He's one of the greatest. He's brilliant. Since but he's been in 40. Milan, forty six. But isn't it games. worth it? How many? <laughs> just gave me a look. Sorry. <laughs> well, since he's been at AC Milan, forty six games, thirty one goals. Jesus, just really? Games. Yeah. Okay. How many this season? I'm not sure, but he's. Because I mean, that could have been. He played in what ten or 15, ten to fifteen this season. This shows you research. So he went immediately to Wikipedia and pulled that up to look on the right hand column because it's very well organized, but it doesn't break down season by season. No, it does not. Okay. Yeah. You have a very very um, big shot over there, did So at AC Milan before, of course. I, I'm going to go to this uh, to this app that you may know of company we used to work for. Don't say it. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just, just describing that if you, oh, they're okay. if you ever wonder what the score sheet Sports is. interaction. <laughs> um, where else did I used to work? He's got six goals, which is tied six, for six. tenth. I did, yeah. I used to, you sold how many games? Well, I was in a warehouse. Oh. Shifting lawnmower engines around. How many games did you buy? Twelve? Give me a minute. So six goals this season? He scored six goals well, that's this not season. Bad. Okay, so someone would take a punt on him for sure. But He's tenth. There is baggage there as well, right, with him. You're gonna, you, know, you bring in the brand. You bring in the attitude. The yeah, ego. but if you're a seventh, eighth place team, you love the media he brings. 
this is my point for a, it's just like when he went to LA. Yeah, yeah, but would he go there, right? So he's he's either, yeah. right? He's not going to um, Everton, Leicester or Wolves. I bet you ever could take Everton could make a run for him. No chance. Everton not, not would season. want to make a run for him. There there are teams that have money to do such This thing. is my point and you go, "Look, man, we're going to we all you have to do is go we're going to bring you on the marketing ride of your life. You thought you had it big in L.A., in in, in, in Spain. You're going to do this. But there are some soccer people that would do a podcast invite for no money if it was on a three-letter affiliate that would turn us down even though we pay them in beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- so I'm, what I'm saying is that Ibra thinks he's at the top level, so he's not He's not even – Mina no, Riola's not going, even he, – He can only go to the, what, top – Four then? He, he would reach six. Like, I, I think he's looking at the top, maybe the top six, flattering someone like Tottenham. But in, that's my point. In the top four leagues. That's insane. And that's it? For a 40 year old. It is insane. I, I, can, see him, right. I can see him Turn your timer off. MLS, couldn't you? Or is that a ringer? Where? I thought it was an alarm. One of the bigger markets in MLS. I can see him coming Again? for a year. Uh, well, the, the league, I don't think the league would want him. He was such an asshole about it. He was, he was not good business for them. You don't think so? He brought attention to him. Oh, my God. I think he was. That three-goal game in L.A.? His debut. Oh. And then and the, the goal against what was his 500th goal yeah. against yeah, TFC? Oh That's one of the best goals ever. So I, I think, I mean, MLS, listen, can they, MLS are like marketing whores. They'll do whatever they can to get us some, some press, right? They're taken back. What about Dave? Sure. MLS. I Co- read that article in The Athletic about Dave Beckham. Good old Dave. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is Dave? Dave, Dave Beckham and the, Dave, Dave the joke that it's Miami with no infrastructure. Yeah, they, they sold the brand, it's, but didn't create an organization. The uh, article, and I forget who the who He's the Phil uh, Neville is coach. We talking about? It's Phil Neville. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same family. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Wonger, just for your look, this this is Ebra's career. <laughs> yeah, two uh, Dutch titles, the Dutch Cup. Yep. You that sounds dirty. You Wait, can I can I make this quicker? Ooh, two Dutch ma- cups. Oh. Not to cut you off, I'll just just make this quicker. He won a league title every year for the first thirteen years of his career. He played in in several different countries and in Italy on three different teams. But he won every single year until was it when PSG missed the title or no? It was Milan yeah. that second season at Milan before he went to PSG. Was it that he That's missed? Ridiculous. They didn't win the title there. That He's is, a winner. He is a yeah. winner. That nine years it was nine like years. You ago. don't think he'd go to let's say West Ham? New kind of ownerships coming in in the next couple of years. If West Ham are in the Europa League, maybe. They only sold 27%. Maybe, and that's only because it's London, and he sees, well, Europa League now, I get you the Champions League. That's my point. So There's maybe. ways that he would come back. But I don't think West Ham would like need to do that and want to do that. It could be the next thing. Okay. Uh, Before we get to footy picks, can we talk about the French, the French story? Yes. Oh, geez. Okay. Buckle up for this, Craig. So you remember the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan style story with the PSG women's team. So a lot more has come out of this. So we were in this tent a couple of weeks ago laughing uh, at how much this sounded like the Tanya Harding story. Uh, this woman, uh, Aminata Diallo, was arrested for allegedly hiring masked men to beat up her teammate, uh, Kira Hamraoui. 
that's since come out uh, over quite a few things that have happened in the last couple of weeks that uh, that may not be the case at all. And who knows what the hell to believe. So this is the story. And shout out to the New York Times for doing all this reporting. I will try and sum this up in 45 seconds. So who went to private the incident, school here? So Diallo. New York Times. Well, just school. Diallo, or who pays a subscription service fee. Diallo was arrested for the attack on Hamraoui. Okay. Just establishing the parties involved. They were leaving some team event together and Diallo was driving. Diallo's younger, but they are friends. Uh, there was another teammate in the car. They dropped this teammate off. They continued to Hamraoui's place and uh, these two, these men, masked men, stopped the car, um, drag Hamraoui out of the car, beat her up. Diallo is left rather untouched. They then drive back to the apartment of the friend they just dropped off, the teammate. They go to the police. They go to the team comes and joins them. They, they all file reports. They all go go home, uh, except uh, Hamraoui went to the hospital, obviously. And if, if you've seen the photos, the bruises look look horrible. She was beaten with a bar. Anyway, Hamraoui is furious uh, and convinced that someone within the club has done this, that the club has attacked her, someone within the club. And has she said this to – So this this is – they've all given police reports, and now they're together in a, in a hotel where the, the club is taking care of them. Okay. So they're still you know free and and trying to figure out, piece together what had happened. But Harawi's insistent that someone from the club's out to get her, someone from the club's out to get her. So a couple of days later – Diallo gets arrested for this and she gets it's middle of the night the police you know uh, politely but forcefully come and take her away she gets locked up for 36 hours comes out to 3,000 text messages and she's the face of this of this attack well what had come out in the police reports apparently and as the days have followed now two weeks the masked men Diallo told the police that the masked men had said something about you like fucking married men as they as they beat her up so the suspicion was you know was there some adultery involved was was there some of the situation unrelated to the team as hamraoui continually said that there was someone in the team that was out to get her someone in the team that was out to get her so turns out that hamraoui was having extramarital affairs with eric abidal Really? Who was the, the legendary uh, center back? Who was France. Bartomeu's number two? Yes, French legend. Who was Bartomeu's number two at Barcelona, where she played previously to joining PSG? He had liver disease, didn't he? He had Kidney. some type of uh, potentially terminal illness. Yeah, it was. And when he was playing for Monaco, and he came back and played mm-hmm. a bit, and then he got this high-end executive job. So, he, he, so he, and this was found out because the police had taken all of their phones and the the chip in her phone or the sim card was registered to eric apidol really so this eric apidol's wife has since filed for divorce as all of this has come out victims everywhere so there's suspicions and and the suspicion within the team is that it was other teammates that had told the wife of apidol about and then she hides the goons so the suspicion is it could be the wife uh, of eric apidol who hired the the goons the woman who was the driver yeah her friend was Nothing her friend. to do with it, but... The, the, so the easiest suspicion was, and, and this is what was pinned on her, was that because they compete for the same spot, and Diallo is lo- like second on the pecking order, and when Hamraoui was out injured, Diallo started in the Champions League. It was an easy narrative. That, one oh, plus one equals three. Diallo attacked, had I'm her attack so she I'm, could take her place. You know how you have your own weekend rap show? <laughs> It's a shared show. No, I know, but... With you, Craig and our guest, James Sherman. Yeah, you're the host. I'm coming after it. And I don't want you guys to know. <laughs> like, how is it the person driving you home is going to do that to you? Like, it's just a, a wrong way of... Well, we don't know that's what happened, though. 
No, no. Right? If you're going to do Let's a crime, don't be at the crime. That's right. number one. If she was involved, but she may have just told this person that she's nailing her husband, right? She doesn't know that she's then hired goons. a friend goons. wouldn't say, hey, hey uh, ex-wife or wife of my former coach, is that it? Um, no, they, they no. weren't. wasn't wasn't a coach, but he's a big figure in French football. Oh, okay. Massive figure in French. Does football. he have his penis? Is it being bought by Rupert Murdoch's son? Uh, it wouldn't be a shriveled eel. Well, his his life still. So his uh, ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife may ask for it in the divorce settlement. So which wh- what's will more sordid, this story, or is it Benzema still has the the, the podium, the gold medal? So what is more what sordid? Sorted? Sorted. Sorted. S O R D I D. Sorted. Oh. You're the fucking oh writer here. God. We I know I'm the word? writer. You're the, the speak English that you invented. I thought you said sorted. You know, like when there's trouble. Sorted. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, when there's trouble on the subway and they're like, like sorting. Have you see it? See you it? No. Sorted. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. Sorted sounds like sorted. No. Sorted sounds like sorted. Sorted. Oh, I've hit a sore sorted spot. Sorted sounds like a Hallmark. Your movie. slurry accent. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of sorted friends. There's some sorting going on here tonight. There's a lot of French action going on these days. That's for sure. When you take the subway in England, the message, the PSA is: see something sketchy, see it, say it, sort it. (laughs) That's what I thought he was talking. I I remember reading that. Um, What what time are we at right now? Oh, we're like hour and twenty in. Oh Jesus Uh, Christ! Is this some uh, footy picks? It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy prime. Hey, I sent you guys. It's the Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman Derby. Ooh. And I say derby because it's not it, a derby. that's the word. It's the incorrect pronunciation of the word, but it's still the word. Yes. So, B, look at it. Look at the lines. <laughs> it's like not I horse sent you the lines. <laughs> derby. Well, Kentucky Derby. I say Kentucky Derby. Oh my God! Do so doing mm, central you'd be wrong. <laughs> okay. well, you would be wrong. Well, it's North American, so sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you, North American yeah. parlance Do, is derby. Okay, doing over. doing sports on central all those years, I was terrified I was going to say Kentucky Derby. <laughs> terrified because <laughs> it's over. in my mind that I never see Derby. The over in so this game. Der- Hang on, what's going on, Wong? Okay. Over Liverpool's hosting Villa. Stevie yeah. G back to Anfield. For the, the overs. The yeah. overs three and a half. Yeah, which gets you really excited, eh? Yeah, yeah. I like. It's, or is that your cell phone in your pocket? Jeez. Three and a half. Stop right? hitting on me. It's a higher total than you. I usual. know I'm Asian. <laughs> Stop hitting on me. Wow, that's, that's interesting, actually, isn't it? I mean, they're scoring for fun, but I like Villa a lot, and Stevie G's going to get those boys up for this one. I'm going to say it's going to be a Liverpool win, but it's not going to be. It's going to be under. Well, look at nine to one. Is that what we're saying? Nine to one, not plus nine hundred. So that's for Villa to win. Yeah, yeah. plus nine hundred. That's not happening. That's why it's steep odds. I understand. The draw is where the value is because the chances of perhaps you know five forty one Villa being up for it, holding, so. stymieing Liverpool, and they're unable to put the ball past Emi Martinez, who, in my yeah, opinion, is the best goalie in the Premier League. You can't stop Divock Origi these days. So, so what about if Divock. I threw what Divock is going on? What if I threw ten bucks? Oh, your Divock Divock joke. Ten bucks on five forty one. Divas? Not a big fan of it, apparently. He doesn't like to interact with the tweets, but he reads them. Ten, ten bucks at, on the draw, and for fun, ten bucks on Aston Villa. Well, that, then that'd be it, fun. Would, it would be. A I nice like the nil-nil. Would that be twenty bucks gone? 
<laughs> I think. Well, if well, you're hedging. So yes, either way, it's ten gone. Yeah, I, I think you'd be think, twenty gone. You think so? But I, if you want to, like, well, then give me your give me your results. Then now that you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm with Charman. I think I don't Bees think it'll first. be. You're not going to get four goals here. What what is your what's your game? But Liverpool is going to win. Uh, probably two nil scoreline. So it'll be under three and a half the total. Okay, so Brendan Dunlop thinks you go under, and uh, Liverpool for for the win. There you go. I think Liverpool win three one. So take the over. Take the over for Craig, but 3-1 for Liverpool. Charms? I already gave mine. Sorry. What was it again? (laughs) Uh, Liverpool win under. Liverpool are basically... What were you going to say? Two zip? Um, I want to go go with 2-0. All right. Sure. Game two, uh, just for for B, this is all B because it's... uh, Ronaldo. Did Ronaldo even play today? He did not play today. They, they basically fielded it. Okay? Uh, quivering? I still Are you quivering. I still had it on as one of the four games in the multiview because I was very interested to see if Charlie Savage got on, the son of Robbie Savage. Uh, he did Ooh. in the eighty seventh minute. Who our boy Danny Dickio, who's in Buffalo. Get like get along with That's he's Taylor not here Price. because he didn't want to talk about Charlie Savage. Right. So Norwich City is Nor- Norwich. No, Norwich. 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 That's, that's worse Norwich. than Derby. Doing this long enough. I have not. Uh, Norwich <laughs> is playing. Is hosting Man City. Uh, Man United. Sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, look, I've got. I don't have my glasses on. Oh this oh, isn't my segment. I don't really have a segment. And you wanted the Sunday show. I want the whole show. Some masked men are going to come uh, and beat me up. Oh, what an interesting over. Two point seven five. Over under is just you're using a you're using a, a flattering book. You're you're using a book. If we were if they there was a Premier League table of gambling books, you're using the team that's hoping to get in the Conference League. They're hoping to finish eighth, or seventh, and get into the third tier European so competition. They're more desperate. Yeah, the Slovenian champions, but they're that's playing perfect. against Spurs. Okay, so Norwich versus Man City in Norwich. No, yeah. Man United. Norwich City. Man United. Road. Harrow <laughs> Road. Okay, tell They're us called the Carrow Canaries. Road. Yeah. Well, it's 40 miles from Ipswich. Yeah. Did and you guys, Ipswich and Norwich? Hate each other. I bet you there were some ugly babies. <laughs> Big toe feet? It's the ugly part of the country. Big toe feet? <laughs> well. Or Drake? Yes, because there definitely was ugly babies, because there's ugly people. <laughs> I didn't say that. Do, do you play, yeah, you do you play Norwich when Jimmy was there? Or had he left? Or had he left? No. Huh? No, Jimmy went there when they were shit. Okay, give me a score. <laughs> um, <laughs> United and Ronaldo playing at where is it? What, where? Carroll Road. Carroll Road. Yeah. That's cool. Home of uh, Coleman's mustard, Dorch. Did you know that? No. Big yeah. fan of that. Good mustard. I think I prefer Keen's though. Both very really? good. Yeah, yeah I, I have no so. idea where that's from. But Keen, Norwich. Keen is that in England? Um, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> snob. Hey. Good old private school. No snob. one wants to listen to a podcast that's as long as a yeah. game, guys. Give us your score. Poupon. Go eat your grape yeah. poupon. Okay, go ahead. Uh, United, 2-0. Oh, so that's an under. And, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Mind you, Norwich are looking a little better. It's going to be a United win. Yeah, yeah Norwich are looking better for sure. But uh, I'm just going to bank on this Ralph Rangnick bounce. They are playing better. Um, and they're going to win, and they're going to score two points. Eh, it could be under, though. Be a yeah. be a narrow win. I'm go- so two two nil. Oh, Give me two 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 nils. I'll uh, I'll go United win, but I'll go over. I'll say it'll be three nil because I think that they're 
as they get more comfortable growing into the game, um, even a bit as they as they did against young boys, I think you're going to see them um, find their legs to score these later goals. I didn't see it, so they grew into young boys? Oh, jeez. Ooh, did they ever... Hey. Nigel, Nigelson. Well, well, they fe- they fielded like a under nineteen side. I have to say, when I was watching that United game, when Ronaldo scored his eight hundredth goal, when the commentator actually said that, like the hair just went up. I, I was just like trying to put that in. You, you texted me instantly. You said some guys, most guys, don't play eight hundred games. Not even close. <laughs> We think sure, I showed you that. I sent you that thing about there's only been 13 Premier League players play 500 games. Remember when Gretzky scored 801 to get, I think, the, the most goals ever? That's a huge thing. That's, that's hockey. Yeah, exactly. There's way too much scoring in, in hockey. And this is Wayne Gretzky, the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, and they're in the same kind of ballpark. That's incredible. Goals. Goals. <sighs> Cristiano Ronaldo, greatest of all time. Hey, Messi's catching him up. He scored two today. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> he, he, he passed Pele He's a today. Person. He passed Pele. A nice, he has a nice He's person. Just a nicer guy. Though. Actually, you know what? In, oh, How do you if know? you watch the Ronaldo documentary on Ronaldo, comes Ronaldo. off really, really good in that. Ronaldo, everything I, I see think Ronaldo right. in has comes off pretty good. I think he's all right, except that one thing in Vegas, which I have no idea. Well, listen, let's not comment on that because <laughs> wait till the New York Times does hey, some reporting on it. Yeah, and we'll, no kidding. Hey, not, don't hold your pee behind closed doors. We're really closing the podcast up pretty soon. It's way off. too long. These ten minute goodbyes. Did, no, did an amazing. Okay, thing. go pee because I've got one more question. <laughs> That's <laughs> talking. Sorry, brother. Wanga, <laughs> shut up, Craig. Ronaldo did an amazing thing without anybody knowing. To somebody that I know here in Toronto and went well and beyond anything that he had to do. Really? Yeah. Can you give us more information? Well, the boy was dying of cancer um, and uh, phone calls, support, shirts, boots, send him stuff like just constantly. Really? And then when they played here, uh, he invited him to the hotel, the whole family. Really? Yeah. Yeah, things you don't hear about, eh? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he comes from very, like a lot of footballers, he comes from very, very uh, basic, limited. But you know up, what's crazy up. about that? Like, I every time I see Ronaldo doing an interview, Ronaldo in a, he never comes off as a dick. No, he doesn't. Um, and no. you, like, Craig, you talk, just talked about him doing stuff. You do stuff all the time, which is amazing. If people don't know this, Craig Forrest gives his time to the COVID vaccine, distributing all that kind of stuff. He brought weed today as well to us. Brought weed. Um, but even more, he coaches kids. He shows up. He works with the, he worked with the Syrian kids who just came over because it was international mm-hmm. sport. You know, like, I think, I think it's great. And I'm not just giving you props, but these athletes like you who can do it, who aren't always just doing it for props, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty special. Yeah. It's when the, it's what they do when not you know the camera's not on them or you notice mm-hmm. you see somebody in that kind of good and bad, good and bad, right? Yeah, I mean this is the reason why Nylander. you were known as had a chat with him last night. Met him last night. Who? Nylander. Uh, William. Police. Oh, did you really? William Nylander. Yeah. Good guy. Came across really well. Great player. I mean, obviously you're. You Where know, were you? What are you talking about? I was at Soto Soto. Oh, actually, it was the night before that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so Thanks for the phone call, Craig. He went to private school. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> well, he was just coming in to get his takeout. But, He's uh, a really great player. Alex uh, 
they gave him shit last year. McKechnie just co- ridiculous. Because he held out, that's why. Yeah. And his no, contract. They gave him shit, and he had a, gr- like, why are you, this guy's going to be a star. He's making seven you know a year. What, you know what's funny about it is, though, that Alex McKechnie was, like, well in chatting with him, right? I mean, everything except the magic tricks pulling coins behind his ears. <laughs> and, uh, He's mentioned about all like Vancouver and Thomas Gradeen, right? Like, he doesn't know Thomas Gradeen. You know, I mean, I know he's Swedish, but yeah, but his dad though played in the era, right? Yeah, but he wouldn't know. Doesn't he wouldn't know, know, know who he was. Right. Yeah, like yeah. he was mentioning all these guys, Harold Snaps, and all these. Like, <laughs> Harold no, Snaps. He has no idea. <laughs> Harold Snaps. But Bobby, before, before what was we, that guy's name, the yeah. big leaf, Bobby, Bobby Shack. No, Ernie Shack. Ernie, Ernie Shack. Clear the check. Hey, come Shaq. Can I close down uh, footy picks, please? Yeah. Hey, that's footy picks. That's footy picks. That's footy picks. On footy prime. You think when they were working together at Sportsnet back in the day, and uh, Wonger was this, uh, no. you know, the young hotshot in marketing, and and Forrest was the ex, uh, the ex. Pro that no. Wonger just wanted to go out with, that they ever envisioned one day that this would be their dynamic. I I hope so, but I doubt it. You think Craig looked at him and went, "Huh, Dan Wong, future I didn't know producer. who he was." <laughs> you guys, that's why we got along. I think, like, no one. I I didn't really. I never. Really you didn't know did. about all the good things Craig did. No, at that point. People. No, we know. There's also a reason that Craig was known. He's mentioned nicknames, stacks, and that. He's also known as Craig Dahmer. Forest back in the day. So Dahmer. I won't tell you what else he got up to. But. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's so he, ice falling off of the eating, side of your tent. <laughs> the killing and the cannibalism. He was eating people? <laughs> around around Ipswich. Oh, cannibalist, uh, cannibalist Craig. <laughs> Alan Scholes, who is one of our, uh, our Scholesy. Scholesy. Uh, he wanted us to know. He wanted us Are to ask questions now. The, now yeah, and there's half one in. last one. One last one before Jesus we. He's, I'll edit this. I'll extra. turn off. I'll this make this an hour extra. and ten minutes long. Alan would have listened to this on his. Drive. Hey, Scalzi, turn back in. Yeah, he would love this. <laughs> uh, most embarrassing moment on in broadcast for you two. Like now. Yeah. No, I, no, I can no, answer I'm his. No, no, yeah, not now. I can answer Sharman's. <laughs> and yours is most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you on a pitch. So, doesn't have to be a goal. You like might add to like, I don't know, whatever. What's my I'm most embarrassing? Start, I'm going to start with you, Charms. I don't know. I, I've got the uh, his okay. answer. Oh. Charms' most embarrassing moment was working with me. It was pretty. Uh, Just in general, looking for because you got to that point in your career where you're like, oh, I've got to share the stage with <laughs> newbies. I'm a, now a mentor. I have to help people on and. Uh, this well-dressed twat is the only one that's interested in soccer and works for us, and I really need him to archive all this shit. Racking up so his visa on these clothes. <laughs> that's not embarrassing, though. That was never though. the case, B. Did you never F up on, on air? We did have this conversation, but man, shitty. But, I said, I but said, embarrassing and effing up aren't the same. E- embarrassing, so I'll give you my quick embarrassing, just so you know where we're going. I'm, I'm the head of sales and marketing at a, a digital transformation company. For advertising, everything's going great, and I go to the bathroom. So I lay out the toilet paper. I have to take a, a deuce, and I lay out the toilet paper on the seat, and I walk down the hall. I, I finish up. I walk down the hall, and this woman who I always found very attractive, Anna Haynes, says, "Dan, 
you've got about eight feet worth of toilet paper hanging from your from your pad. You had the toilet paper trail. I had the toilet paper trail yeah, all through there. the office, and the men's <laughs> bathroom was it was like a U. I walked past everybody, and I'm basically there's ten people in senior management. I'm number six, <laughs> and I'm literally walking around with toilet paper hanging from my jeans. So. But nobody was surprised, though. No. I hope they were. Well, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that they assumed that you at some point did take dumps. Yeah, but... I, oh, it's yeah. part of a healthy lifestyle, Wong. Mm. Especially in that very polluted environment called marketing. Gary Lineker, that was probably... I mean, if you could name his most embarrassing memory, he, he literally... He shit himself. Shit himself on the field. Remember? That's what I was wondering. And what... he was on the ground, and he was like he was like a cat rubbing his ass on the... Was it Lineker? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. At Barca. <laughs> was that Barcelona? I can't remember where it was. Wow. Was it? Or with England? Dude, I can't why are you not running towards... Well, you know what's going to happen. Oh no, he can't. He can't leave the field to play. Well, oh, you could do whatever. You're not. You're. Yeah, but you're. Who wants you're to done. Play? No. Who wants to yeah. play it around yeah. that part of the field after your buddy just deuced right there? But I would imagine oh, that you got Lina. stuck. It's one of those things where Lineker just hoped it would pass. Like, haven't you all been on like a long drive and there's no gas station or whatever, and you're just like, yeah, I hope yeah, it passes. You're having, you're having I feel like that's what Lineker yeah, did. Yeah, but, but that's th- a solo decision. But then there's other people like, do you remember this? It's in the documentary. But do you remember when Eric Dyer was like, I'm not having a Lineker, and he just left the field in the middle of the game, and he went down the ch- the tunnel in the change room, and on the cameras they've that they had everywhere, they followed Mourinho. Mourinho goes into the room and he's fuming. He's like, he's yelling at anyone there. Did, did Dyer come here? What the hell? And he goes. Into the change room, and then Marino comes out rather quickly, totally normal, and then and Dyer comes sprinting out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't think did that you guys you're. Have to take a deuce on air? No, I never shit myself in air. But have did you, were you close? Were you running? No, I don't think so. Hilariously, a computer error corrupted the end of their recording from Dan Wong's tent. But if you made it this far, my God, we love you. Thank you very much for putting up with that and listening to the irregularities in the tent. My apologies that I eat the mic more than my teammates, and therefore my microphone is the loudest. It's not my giant ego and the fact that I put my hands on the editing. It's just how it was recorded, and I don't know how to fix it. Cheers for listening, and please follow us on Instagram, Footy Prime the Podcast, and Footy underscore Prime on Twitter. Talk to you next week.